Maybe well, that's maybe that's the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's the intro. Hello. Hello, hello. We are here. Joey, my friend. How are you doing? Doing well, man. How are you doing, Ben? Doing fantastic. I'm very excited to be here with you recording our very first episode of, of the Hoth Hangout podcast. Super excited to to be able to share this this experience of something we both love and that of uh, movies and TV shows and and Star Wars. Although I know uh, we're not completely uh, completely decided on the fact if this is going to be a Star Wars exclusive thing or not, but we do both love Star Wars. Well, we know that every Star Wars project going forward will be a part of it. So true, very true. <laughs> we have the intention of covering Ahsoka and the next season of Mando. So uh, and uh, Tales of the Jedi. Did you see the trailer for that? By the way. I did. I was completely shocked. I was, um, I, yeah. I had no idea something like that was even coming. Yeah, it was great. So I, I knew of it, but I had like very little idea or information that it was gonna be like what the trailer showed us it was gonna be. And uh, right. now I'm arguably more excited for that. I think I am more excited for that than Mando season three, actually. Yeah, I think because the. And I, I, I jumped in kind of late with the Clone Wars, admittedly. Um, I, you know, I jumped in after the, the run on Netflix was done. And, but, you know, I learned to really love that era. Um, before, before that, I was kind of on the fence with it, um, it being a prequel type of thing. But after watching the entirety of Clone Wars, that's when I really got into it. Of course, you got new characters like ah Ahsoka in there and, you know, you dive into people like Barris Afi and, you know, all these other great characters. Um, so now to kind of see that all come back again, we got Ashley Eckstein back as well as Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, um, it really, it it made me real happy that I didn't even know that was something I wanted. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Lots of fun stuff on the horizon Star Wars wise. Uh, but I guess before we get into the Star Wars stuff, uh, a little bit about the both of us. Uh, I'm Ben, and uh, this is my good friend Joey. Joey and I actually met through uh, Twitch, a, a gaming and streaming platform, uh, and that has been kind of the origin of our of our friendship. And over the course of time, we both uh, quickly realized that we had a love and passion for Star Wars, amongst just movies and I think TV in general, uh, which prompted us to to go along with this idea that I think. I think has been in the works for a bit, but uh, of forming this this podcast. So I guess a fun fact about me in relation to the podcast, uh, my dog's name is actually Ahsoka. So back to what you were talking about with the Clone Wars stuff, that definitely holds a special place in my heart too. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, and I'm Joey. Um, as Ben mentioned, you know, we met on Twitch. Uh he was uh, doing some Fall Guys for all those Fall Guys uh, gamers <laughs> and uh, viewers out there. Ben was one of the OG uh, tournament holders, so to uh, that's that's how I originally met Ben. And but yeah, just like Ben said, we we connected on you know we connected through there, and it was you could tell that there was you know a good bond between us after we had uh, some good discussions, both online and offline and stuff like that. So. And then with the Star Wars stuff, yeah, it just kind of all fell into place. He has a he has a channel in his Discord that I was active in, and we were always talking about Star Wars stuff. But yeah, it was uh, but yeah, but for me, uh, 
yeah, I've been watching Star Wars since I was a kid. I remember when, and this is, this will age me a little bit, but I saw Return of the Jedi in the theaters um, <laughs> with my brother. So that that's um, that's kind of where I come from. Um, I've I've seen a lot of it. My favorite character in all of Star Wars is Lando Calrissian, nice. and um, and my favorite figure is the one of him in the Skiff Guard. Uh, the Skiff Guard. Uh, that's the, re- the Return of the Jedi outfit, Return right? Of Jedi yeah. one, right? Yes, so that's my favorite figure of him because I remember when I was growing up, my brother had one, and it, it was cool because it had the helmet, it had the staff, and so you had all these little pieces uh, that you could um, you play with. So yeah, that was my... That's definitely my favorite figure, my favorite actor, and my favorite um, character in Star Wars. So to have, to have that kind of early on, those memories uh, growing up, and, the, and Star Wars is about the kids and their generation of Star Wars. We've got from many, many years of Star Wars and uh, you know, we all have our own like Star Wars like crew, you know, so mine is Han and Leia and, and Lando. but yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's me. And uh, the w- funny thing about me and Ben was the way he asked me to about this particular podcast to join in on it. He sent me a message on Discord at about 6 or 7 p.m. And I wasn't able to get to it right away. But he would say, hey, we want to do this and let's start this up finally. And I said, yeah, let's do this. Um, But then, but I I didn't even respond yet. He ended up streaming like an hour later. And then I said, hey, in his chat, I said, hey, yeah, I'm down for this. And he's like, oh, good. I already have a name and a logo and stuff <laughs> ready for this. And I'm like, I didn't even respond yet. Uh, you know, so you could you could tell that the passion is there between the two of us as far as the things that we really love to do. Um, creating these types of content is one of them. So, um, no, I'm, I'm super excited that we finally got a chance to uh, to get together and do something like this. Definitely. Yeah. And just as like a Star Wars fan in, in general. Uh, it's fun to just be able to hang out and talk about Star Wars with other people who you know also have a passion for it, which was really probably the main driving force for wanting to do something like this. Was because I, I know you, I know you love Star Wars, I I love Star Wars, and so, uh, but also allow others an opportunity to kind of listen in and, and partake in that love and that passion of of something that we enjoy as well, uh, and hopefully they get an enjoyment out of uh, listening to the podcast. So, uh, welcome once again to the Hoth Hangout podcast, and and moving forward i guess a little bit into the the star wars uh related content particularly andor the show which uh just came out last night uh joey what what were your uh what were your thoughts going into the show what did you what did you think before even hitting play on that first episode uh what were your excitement levels particularly when it comes to andor compared to maybe something like mando season three or or anything we've seen recently like obi-wan I think that so one of my favorite movies is Rogue One um, from the Star Wars movies. Um, probably a top three for me. Best Disney so, movie, I would say. Best best movie Disney has produced, in my opinion, since purchasing right, yeah. the rights to Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Did my camera go out at all there for a second or no? I didn't notice it. If it did, no. Huh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, because my my monitors went off for a second, so I'll, oh, start, you're good. I'll start over again. Um. Yeah, so one of my favorite movies is Rogue One, top three for sure. 
so all of the characters really hold a you know a good spot um in the Star Wars universe for me. Uh Andor obviously being one of them. And seeing seeing Andor early on in Rogue One, you you see where the rebellions at. You, they were really kind of gritty. You know, they really they were, you know, just that whole movie and you know, it's probably cliche at this at this time, but in comparison to all the other all the other Star Wars movies. It was like the kind of the darkest, the um, the kind of the real, the real stuff that you would see within like war and all that. So to have somebody plucked out of that world, because um, you you know you don't have the Jedi and the Sith, the 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 people that you know that you know the uh, an average person would know a Darth Vader, they would know a Luke Skywalker, but they, would they know a Cassian Andor? Probably not. Um, so I think going into this, I was excited to see what kind of content it would bring, what kind of story you would, I think what kind of story it was going to bring because Rogue One blew me away because I didn't really have much uh, expectation for Rogue One. So now that they, <laughs> that, that um, kind of, you know, place is placed so high on my Star Wars movie list, I uh, was, I was going, I was very excited for, to see what this was going to do. Um, I don't know from, uh, generally speaking, like everyone else's view on it, um, if they were excited at all, if or anything like that. But I was definitely, I was excited to see the story and how it was going to uh, kind of link up into, you know, everything else that we know about the Rogue One characters. Uh, obviously, in particular, Cassian Andor. So mm-hmm. um, I think that was my, that was kind of what I was waiting for, what I was looking for in it, because lately. Um, it seems like Disney kind of in general has been doing a lot of good, um, you know, crossovers between some of their, some of their properties. I mean, like in Marvel, for instance, there's all of these different TV shows, all of these movies coming out, but they do a really good job, obviously with like the Avengers, um, how they cross over into other movies and stuff like that. I, I've been wanting to see something like that in Star Wars. Um, so once I saw things like Ahsoka showing up in live action, for instance, yeah. that was huge. I think we you all know, freaked Cad... out when we first saw yeah. that happen. <laughs> exactly. So when you saw Cad Bane also, you know, in well, he was in Boba Fett, right? So you saw Cad yeah. Bane yeah. Um, in there. So and they were, those were animated characters now come to life. So right. just those those things for the, the fans um, of, of Star Wars to see it come to fruition, I think is huge. So this is what this I hope to see, um, kind of interweave the Rogue One, Cassian Andor, A New Hope, all of the Star Wars stuff kind of overlap, Clone Wars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my, that was my expectation going in. So I was, so pretty high. So I guess to answer your question, <laughs> pretty high going in. Um, and that was just my personal um, expectation about it. Yeah. I would say in... As a general rule with all movies, I think I tend to think this about movies a lot, and, and I think the sequels are a good example of this. Um, I think mm-hmm. the higher the expectation of the movie, not always, but more often than not, I think the movie tends to be set up for failure, or TV show, if it's a mm-hmm. TV show. Um, I think we that like the sequels are the perfect example of that. I mean, you could, you could talk about kind of some poor story you know, decisions mm. with the sequels, but mm. um, 
yeah, like I think because Andor is not like a mainline, you know, like a mainstream Star Wars thing that like maybe the average Star Wars fan would be interested in. Like you mentioned Obi-Wan and someone who hasn't seen anything Star Wars, you know, other than maybe Mandalorian is like, oh, I'm going to watch Obi-Wan because I know who Obi-Wan is. But you mentioned Andor and they're like, who's Andor? I'm not going to watch that. And so already going into it, you've lost a tiny portion of the average crowd of viewers. Uh, so it doesn't have that same, you know, expectation that something like Obi-Wan or Mandalorian or, or even Ahsoka does. Uh, and so I tend to have the mindset that going into a show, the shows that don't have that level of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the next big thing, often tend to be the best shows. Um, and I I loved, not to already get into the episode, but I, I loved it personally. But I could see how someone who is kind of expecting something more Disney, I guess, for lack of a better yeah, way of putting catered, it, catered. Yes, catered to a certain audience. Right? I, I could see how uh, to, to the wide audience. Exactly. I could. It, this is definitely the first three episodes did not strike me as that. In fact, if you're not, um, if you didn't like Rogue One, you probably didn't like the first three episodes of Andor. Um, I haven't actually met too many people that have said, oh, I hated Rogue One. Uh, but I guess if you didn't like them for whatever reason, this would be a lot harder of a show to get into. Um, but in terms of pre-show excitement, ironically, I think I was... My excitement for Tales of the Jedi and Mandalorian and Ahsoka are probably still more. But because the 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 general audience hype levels on on Andor weren't as high... I think that elevated my excitement for the show, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. because you're you, the, it's it's based off of experience and what you right. know, what we've seen. And there's not, um, not not only what's not only with Star Wars, but pretty much anything. Right. There's not like this sense of pressure that it has to live up to some like massive expectation. It can just be what it is. Um, and I think we saw that. Like, it's definitely different from anything else we've seen from Star Wars so far. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, and with having said that, one of the main differences right off the bat that you see in the first probably 15 minutes of the first episode um, is Andor being put in this position uh, where, maybe minor spoiler, he gets into this little little fight with two people and, and things end up going awry and, and he has to make this this split second decision and uh, maybe it's not the best decision decision that he makes, but that in particular strikes me as a decision that is not a quote unquote Disney decision, right? Which could right. maybe lose a general audience member. I don't know, but I, personally, I like the grittiness and and the almost a darkness uh, tone to the show so far. Yeah, and it was perfect parallel um, to his introduction in Rogue One. I mean, it was exact. Yes. It was almost the same type of thing. He was in the in a CD type of uh, <laughs> um, area, and um, he was in the middle of a, he had a, he was in the middle of some uh, problems, and he had to make a, a decision where you could tell you know this is obviously before Rogue One he had to stop and he t he took a beat he thought about it and he's like I can't I have to get away with this so he ended up shooting the second officer, mm -hmm. um, whereas in in Rogue One, he knew right away when he was talking with that spy uh, about um, 
uh, in Rogue One, he's talking with the spy about the uh, the pilot that defected from the Empire. I think that's what that was, right? I think that's what, I think that that's what they were talking about. Um, he knew right away that he was going to have to he was going to have to shoot him, you know. Yeah. And so there was no beat. He knew he you know he when when they got cornered by the stormtroopers in Rogue One, he said, "Well, I'm, I need to get rid of this guy." So he got his information, shot him, and he was gone. You know, so but. You could see the struggle, the little bit of conflict in what he was, what he had to do this time. So I thought that was kind of a interesting way to introduce, you know, like you said, in the, literally the first 10, 15 minutes, this is something right. he had to do. You Some, know? Someone who's intended to be the protagonist of the show, making the decision to, to kill someone, you're like, oh, you know, you have, it, 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 make, it forces the viewer to question, like, do I want to root for this guy? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And th- those are often the more interesting characters. Yeah, I totally as a, agree. As a as a viewer, you're like exactly what you said. Do I am I supposed to be on this guy's side? Yeah, you know? I and yes. especially if you haven't gotten into, if you hadn't seen Rogue One, you weren't expecting that to happen. Right when, when the, he got cornered there, I'm like, well, I know what's going to happen to these two, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, but like like we were saying, as a general audience member, maybe not knowing that history, um, right? Or I guess future technically speaking of uh, of uh andor um you know you, you you wouldn't have seen that so yeah i think i thought that was a great way to introduce him in the series something i've been wanting from star wars for a long time now um cuz we we have it but we haven't we don't explore it as much i think rebels was actually the first show to do this uh but i i like when shows in general not just star wars explore morally gray characters or morally gray situations uh, for example, like rebels, uh, we see that a bit with like the the Bindu storyline. Like, what is balance? What is good? What is bad? Uh, Qui Gon is another good example of this. I'm hoping we get some of that with the Ahsoka show as well. Uh, and Andor somewhat strikes me as fitting into this category of grayness a little bit, which is why I think I connect with the character a lot. Uh, if this was something you know where he's running around like, you know, kind of like a not that Batman is this way, but you know, Batman has that rule where he's like, I don't kill people. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. I, I, I am attracted to moral grayness in a show's character. I think it draws right. me in. It grounds the show in realism. And like we've said a couple times already, it, it, it doesn't feel Disneyified. Right. And I, I think it's, you said the perfect word realism. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody is, it's never black and white. It's never like in real life. Yeah. It's never black and white, you know. There's always several shades of gray in the middle, you know. So, um, but this is, but because it's entertainment, you're never gonna throw somebody directly. Yeah, I mean, you will throw somebody directly in the dark, in the black, in the white, or even in this case, right in the gray, you know. Yeah. Um, because you can't have the ambiguity of like, like who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. But in the gray areas, obviously you can. So like, like we've said, it makes it a more interesting, um, more interesting character. Yeah. You all, you, I think the reason morally gray characters draw the audience in is because rather than like seeing a character who's already been on the journey to get to the point of good or bad, you're experiencing the journey with them. Uh, not that they're even necessarily working towards a good or bad point, they're just kind of operating within the gray, and you're experiencing that as the viewer, which I, I personally enjoy a lot. 
Um, and then with with the actual episodes, another thought that I had was there a particular character, maybe other than Andor, that stuck out to you as, um, as someone who who you think will really make the show or even take it to the next level moving forward with the next few episodes? I have a feeling that character Bixwell. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna go for the same character yeah. if I'm being yeah, honest. So Bix, I mean, she, she, she shows that fearlessness um, of what she needs to do to be able to get the job done. Um, I mean, at the end of it, we saw how, um, you know, the she, she saw saw Tim get destroyed essentially by the Empire. Yeah, and uh, R.I.P. You know. Yeah, right. I mean, that was real fast. Um, so yeah, it's funny because when whenever you you see like you watch a show, well, I do this personally. When I watch a show, and I think I think this is Game of Thrones. This is yeah, what that you're, show you're has picking done out. Who's who's not gonna make it to the end? <laughs> who's someone's not making it here? Who is it gonna be? You know, um, but I, yeah. So I I thought I thought unfortunately, yeah, he's probably gonna go after he. He snitched on on Andor, um, essentially. So I'm like, well, he's probably the one. But yeah, so I, but going back to Bix, I think she's the one that will. Um, I want to see how her story ends out as well, because obviously she's not there, at Rogue One. Um, but she she plays. You could you could see obviously there's there's a connection with uh, her and Andor. Um, and what they there's there, you know there's some history there so there's definitely I'm sure they'll dive into that quite a bit but I think she'll be uh, uh, an important person an important character in the uh, well yeah I I really enjoyed uh, that her character a lot and I would, would probably just echo what you just said I I think as a whole though the first three episodes and and maybe this is jumping the gun a little bit but I think one of my criticisms of the first three episodes is that and i don't even necessarily want to consider it a criticism because i i like the fact that they took it this direction um but it didn't feel at all times like i was watching a star wars show if that makes sense like it almost felt like a character study sometimes of of andor Mm -hmm. and like kind of like a a background analysis on his childhood at certain points of the show yeah and so mm-hmm. I can, and this adds to what we were talking about before with like the average viewer, I could see not enjoy like this. You know how some movies, the, the movies that win the Oscars, um, yeah. typically are the ones that have like 97% critic reviews and then it's like 60% of the audience liked it. That's how I feel this show is uh, in the sense that it it feels like a very well-made show, but like the average uh, watcher or moviegoer would not be as high on it as as a critic might be. Right. No, that's a good point. I mean, the the what I loved about this series, uh, the, these first three episodes, is is that it felt it feels like it's going somewhere. I guess mm-hmm. you know. Um, the first three episodes kind of move pretty swiftly, I thought. Um, you, we already have um, a good, I mean, in, in the, what, hour and a half, two hours of, uh, of this that we've already seen, 
Um, we have a pretty good understanding of of Cassian mm-hmm. and you know, kind of where what he grew up in at um at Canari. Right. And then how he ended up getting to remind me of the name of that planet. Is it Phoenix? Is that where they were? Or Ferrix, I mean? Yes, I yeah, believe Ferrix, that's the correct yeah, name. Ferrix, yes. Yeah. So if in in the in the Ferrix in the on the Ferrix planet. And so I mean already there and and this is what I like about the TV series versus the movies. Because you can get, I mean, if we're going to get, what, 10, 12 episodes of this? Yeah, allows you the opportunity to explore the characters in right. a way that there's, they deserve. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of time to get into it. And even, and even in the, just the two hours that we've gotten, I'm completely caught up. Right. <laughs> like, I'm caught up with where Cassian is in his yep. development and where he is. And obviously, watching Rogue One, we know where he where it ends, you know, where it ends up for him as well. So... This fills in that gap really well. And now, I don't know if this is meant to butt up right up, up against Rogue One. I'm not sure of the time. So, of that. so I do know the answer to that, actually. Okay. Uh, I, I, and I can, I'm pretty sure, I'm like almost 100% sure this is correct. Uh, I think it was announced that a season two is coming for Andor. Okay. And that the end okay. of season two will essentially lead directly into Rogue One. Oh. So yeah. we are, we are getting, that... a, we are getting another season. Right. So like, like I was saying earlier, that crossover, like just just easily going into. I'll tell you what, when Rogue One ended with Leia, yeah, the, that was pretty cool. The, the the ship, that was incredible. You know, like you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, because up until that point, I don't think. Yeah, because all, all we had to that point were the prequels, and obviously those were way before anything before New Hope. You know, but that was the first time anything had butt up right up against, um, in the movies. Obviously, in the yeah. movies where it kind of butt up right up against it. Now, in Clone Wars, the animated series, obviously there was you know the final some, season, the, the intertwining yeah. and of the of the right. Revenge of the Sith pieces. That was pretty yes, cool, right? That was that was pretty incredible, yeah. right? So, but as far as the movies, you never seen it there. So to have like the TV series kind of do the same thing, you know, it's that it's that interweaving that I really love about this about Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Another uh, another character who we haven't seen yet in the show, uh, but has been advertised as being a cast member for Andor, when it and you know to touch on the interweaving is Saw Gerrera, uh, who we've seen mm-hmm. both in live action and in animated forms so far. Uh, but how many episodes into the show do you think we get before we get to see Saw? I feel like it's it's got to be pretty soon. I think- yeah, the fact the fact now that we see um, what's that dude's name that came in Luthen, uh, Luthen, yeah, yeah, because the fact that he's already involved because I mean this is I mean this is the start of him being a part of the rebellion like real you know right so I right. think that's which has that's Luthen, where we are has Luthen I don't think he has Andor doesn't really. He has an idea of who Luthen is, but I don't think Luthen has explicitly told him yet. Is that correct? About who he who Luthen is, right? Uh, about who he is himself. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, obviously, with us knowing where things are going, I would assume that that's right. You can tell, you know, that he's yeah. he's somewhat aligned or affiliated with the rebels. It would seem. Um. Or I don't even know if if at this point in time they would be the rebels or not. Right, that's true. That's true. That's true. Because I mean, this is kind of Saw Gerrera's uh, mercenaries or whatever you want to call it. I think that's kind of 
where we are. So one thing I didn't, I wasn't able to do, but I wanted to do was, because obviously during this time, all of the other Rogue One characters exist, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know where's that, Jin right now, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Jin, Jin Urso, and uh, Baze and Chirut, and you know all of them. Um, but I, but there are a couple of books that um, Jin is the main character in. So, um, but also Saw is in that book as well. So I, I, I want to read up on that kind of during this, the next couple seasons here of Andor, just to just to see where things where people are during this timeline. But, um, but yeah, back to um, Luthen. Yeah, I think the or actually, I'm sorry, back to Saw. Yeah, I I think the, I think he's coming up soon. Like you said, he's got to be, an two episodes away at most. I would think, um, because they're gonna go somewhere. Obviously, Luthen and uh, Cassian, they'll go somewhere, and then we'll meet up the larger conglomerate of the rebels, and Saw will be there at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this version of Saw. Um, uh, I, I don't really have, and this is going back to what we talked about already with the expectations of shows. I don't have a, you know, obviously we know the end point, which is Rogue One, but I don't have a solid idea of the story we're going to explore, which for me mm-hmm. keeps me glued to my seat even more, you know? With Obi-Wan, it was like, okay, we know he's going to like probably meet Anakin. He's going to have to fight Anakin. Like, you knew where the story was headed the whole time. This, it's like, you know, you know, he's got like this, this, um, uh, forget the numbers and the letters that were associated with the thing that he stole, but he's got this thing that he's stolen. And you know, it's like the plans, oh, right. the early plan for the Death Star. And in fact, I, th- I think mm-hmm. there's even a reference to it in the very first episode that it can like destroy planets or something like that. Oh, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't have a concrete idea of where we're headed yet with the show, but I'm still, I'm still very hooked and I'm still very interested to see that, that, uh, what that direction is. Yeah. And I think that's, that's probably the best thing about these, about the introduction of these shows, because, you know, we're very, you know, we're versed in the movies, you know, you've got prequels, sequels, you know, the original trilogy, obviously Rogue One, you got Solo, you have all of these things, you have, the, and you said it perfectly, you have these endpoints, mm-hmm. you know, of where things ended up or whatever, but to have shows like The Mandalorian, The Clone Wars, or, you know, now Andor, uh, and as soon as Ahsoka, they fill in these gaps, mm-hmm. you know, and where we didn't really think we needed them, but then when you see them, you're like, wow, I really enjoyed that you know so yeah. i think that's that's the, the if they continue doing this yeah i mean being a star wars fan it's probably the best time to be a star wars fan if i'm being honest yeah i think it's a super exciting time i'm there's so much to look forward to like we like we already discussed uh but another another character from the show that i i wanted to discuss a little bit because i'm not i'm not sold on him yet but i'm still I still remain to be swayed as to kind of which direction his character takes as the show progresses. I think his name is Cyril. Cyril. Uh, uh, Karn, I think, is his, is Cyril Karn. Oh, the um, the Admiral guy. 
right? Yeah. The, um... Yeah. Which, first of all, can we talk about like the the weird like not Empire private like contractor company? Um, they had like a name for them, and I, and I'm I'm like Mopros or something. Um, oh, yes. I'd have to look back, but yeah, I know who you're talking. Just basically the people that are actually doing the work, right? For the empire. Well, and right? at, at one point in the show, they yeah, they even say in the show at one point like corpos. Were they corpos? Corpos. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah corpos. Yeah, they are like the first line of defense. One of the corpos says this that they are the first line of defense for the empire or something to that effect. I'm you know don't quote me if that's the exact quote, but um, so like. And they're in the middle rim, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so I, this whole time, I'm just kind of like, like there's no Empire people anywhere. And I, and maybe they'll explain that more in the show, or you know, maybe that's just yeah, the direction yeah. they've taken. Uh, but you know, and that may be an artistic choice as well with the show, like with the grittiness and just the the style they've chosen to go with. Maybe putting you know stormtroopers in there would make it seem to Disney and they just really wanted to get away from it. So they're like, okay, you know what? There's this completely different like private contractor company. We're just going to like make it feel as little, you know, Disney as we possibly can. Right. Or as little, I mean, to be honest, like as little star Wars, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you touched on how this doesn't necessarily feel like star Wars quite yet. Right. Um, Right. And it's because you don't see the lightsaber. You don't see the white, uh, stormtrooper helmets you don't you know what i mean so right. where which, like in mandalorian you would see a mandalorian yeah <laughs> you know um um which uh, i don't even armor. know if we will see that in any of the show like sure there'll be some fighting and stuff yeah. with like once saw gets incorporated i would i would assume we'll probably get some more action sequences and whatnot mm-hmm. uh but they may make that decision kind of i mean up until the very end of rogue one obviously with, with the right with the, with the scene we all know and love now with with vader yeah. but uh right, yes. yeah wait, I mean, wait vader was in there yeah. <laughs> yeah i i i left before <laughs> that part i missed it that <laughs> like, was it was so boring i just left I had no idea. uh but this cyro karn guy i can't figure out mm-hmm. i think i can't figure out if they're gonna like eventually make him a good guy right or I, it's funny you say that because you know like i i i lined him up with agent callus from rebels oh rebels, right? okay yeah rebels? yeah i know yeah where he was you know so how it seemed like he was that's a good comparison completely on one side right he was completely yeah. on one side of the table or um but then you you kind and you kind of see some glimpses i mean even here in the first three episodes you see glimpses of hesitation and um, especially when they were all going on to um, uh, to Ferrix to find Cassian, and uh, the one the one sergeant below um, below him was giving this speech that was really you know like let's go get him, let's go get him, and then like it was his turn to talk, and He's he was like, real like uh... <laughs> I'm not sure what to say here, and so I mean it shows a couple of things. One one of them being like he's not sure. Right. Exactly what he's doing there, you know. But <laughs> he, do you think he, remi- he reminds? Do you think that's because that? he's like a double agent, or he's morally conflicted? And see, that's where I don't know. I don't. I, it could be either he's morally conflicted. 
It could be he's like, I don't know, the general's like nephew, <laughs> and yeah. he just got the job because of that. One of those things, you know. Yeah. So, because I mean, because he was real, he was real like demanding early on, but then when they, I mean, when when it came to the point of the sergeant asking him, "Are you going to join us?" That's when he kind of dwindled a little bit. He he was right. a little bit wary. So I don't know what that means right now. Um, but I can't, and so I don't know if it's a moral conflict thing at this point, or if it's just him being incompetent, you know? Yeah. So, um, because at first you were just like, oh, this guy, this guy is going to be a problem, you yeah. know? Um, but then when you see him kind of shrivel, I mean, really when he was on the planet, uh, trying to find Cassian, it seemed like, well, he's not going to be so, such, so much of a problem, you know? And even after, you know, they escaped. He was completely shook. He was shell shocked by right. the whole situation. So, what does that mean going for going on? I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I think, I think his character could be pretty interesting. If it like, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't even think of what. I mean, I did think about Agent Callus a little bit, but the double agent part thing, I didn't really think about that. You know, um, I think, I think it's so. I mean, more go along other ways. I think it's more probable that they go. Like the grad, the, they go the direction of like the gradual, you know, feeling so guilty that he swaps sides storyline. Oh my god, he defects. But another mm. option, which should be, I, I guess it's not something we haven't seen in Star Wars before. Like what comes to mind is Episode Seven. Uh, like <laughs> you right. know, mm -hmm. you're seeing you're you're going along this story with Kylo, and you're like, okay, he's like moving towards the good. I think. And then it's just like, bam, Han Solo's dead. <laughs> yeah, right. right you know? yeah. So maybe there's something like that that happens in this show where it, it kind of like, as he's teetering between like, which direction do I go? He makes this like impulse decision and he's like all in for the bad side again. You know, maybe we get that. I don't really see that with this character. Like you kind of yeah. saw it with Kylo. Uh, mm. But I don't know. It remains to be seen. Probably the most, of all the characters in the show, I think I'm excited to see uh, Bix the most, but I'm most intrigued by what they choose to do with Karn. Right, yeah. Because you could really... Because either of those could be the tipping point of a victory or a loss, mm -hmm. you know, of those two. Um, because obviously with Bix, you know, now, now she's got that fire, you know? I mean, although she... Yeah. You could tell she 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 knew exactly how to get through life and you know what she needs to do, um, but now that she has drive, she has that motivation. She she saw someone you know someone she loved get murdered. I don't know if love is the right word, but someone she was with get murdered. You know, um, that I think that's that that's the enough for her to be like I'm going after the empire. And one of the one of that whole sequence of the fighting uh, at the end of the third episode, um, you know, they're, they're, them trying to get out of that, um, which is, which was the probably the worst place to have met up with someone, <laughs> the one with with all the chains that were connected to like these yeah. huge 
huge metal things that just whip around. I've never Which, ever seen something like that. Can, can we talk about the <laughs> physics of that scene for a second? <laughs> right, the yeah. whole time, I'm like, how are these things attached to the ceiling? And yeah, right. how are they swinging yeah. like this? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were, they were, I mean, they were swinging sideways. They were, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 and because normally, you know, you see something, you're like, all right, if I shoot that rope, this will fall on that guy, right? Right. No. <laughs> yeah. If you shoot this chain, it's gonna react with this item that'll throw it this way. Yeah, it was completely nutty. So like I was having like a panic attack just watching. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure exactly who's gonna get out of this. Yeah, I don't envy the the CG artist that had to work on that scene. Right. <laughs> right. But it was uh no it, because because of the chaos, it was I enjoyed that that little scene there more than because you know there's always going to be a shootout. There's always going to be some type of, you know, like I need to get out of here. Let's get out of the situation type of thing. I've never seen it like that though. I think that's, that was one thing I really enjoyed about this one is because of that ridiculous freaking uh, room they were in of just of everything metal that falls in every direction. So yes. I, I thought that was, um, I thought that was a good one. <laughs> uh, one other thought I, I did want to get your, get your thinking on because I can see, this go kind of goes back to like the style of you know film or uh, TV show they're trying to make, uh, but their use of flashbacks, I could see mm -hmm. I could see for the average watcher this being a complete turnoff. I I love when movies do this personally, so I enjoyed mm -hmm. it a lot being able to jump back and forth between you know the present day and seeing Andor's childhood. Uh, being rescued by his mother, I believe her name is Mar Marva. Marva, Marva. If I remember yeah. correctly, mm -hmm. who's actually played by the same woman. Did you ever watch the Harry Potter movies? She's actually played by the same woman that plays Harry's uh, aunt, who takes aunt. care of him. Yeah. Is that really her? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, Fiona, I was trying to place Fiona her. Shaw that's who it is, is her yeah. name. Yeah. I was trying to place her. I cannot figure out. Okay. Yeah. Uh. No, but anyways, I, yeah, just um, just seeing like how she uh, rescued him, and uh, but even before that, kind of seeing like the culture and the planet that he grew up on. Which another thing I was gonna point out: where are all the adults? <laughs> did you have? Yeah. Did you think about that? I, I I I wrote this down. Yeah. I said, "What's with Lord of the Flies over here?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Where where are every single adult? So I, you know, like I, f it feels like that that's going to be a story because I mean they they are heavily leaning on the past and stuff like now they have actually taken off of Canary, so I don't know maybe they don't get into it too much, um, but at some point I think there's a story there of where right. the, all the parents of these children on Canary. Are not there for a reason, right? And I don't know. I think exactly they will go back. Is. Yeah, I mean, because we, yeah, we got to know what happened there. Yeah. Um, but no, that the, the use of going back and being and giving giving a little context in what is going on in the present, you know, mm -hmm. I think that because I think, and I forget if it started. With kind of that flashback, flash forward, flashback, flash forward. Yeah, um, and you're confused for with. the first time or two that they do it. 
And then as right, you start yeah. to kind of understand, you're like, okay, this is like present day. This is then. Right, yeah. This is how the stories connect. This is why right, we're yeah. seeing the past in order to right. understand the present. Yeah, right. And I think just show that parallel because, you know, in both in both cases, Cassian's getting off the planet, right? That's mm-hmm. that's essentially the end. Right. So the circumstances leading up to it, um, Marva's... Um, how she was included in both of those I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, but can we talk? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I think it all started because it showed, um, I guess that's a dart gun, essentially a blow dart gun that they were all, that all the yeah. kids had. Yeah. I thought that was kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. First of all, Whoa, you have all these kids <laughs> with, with these darts and they, they, they destroy this, emp- you know, uh, and Oh, speaking of non Disney, shooting one of the uh the canary kids you know that was right yeah that was still i mean even knowing that this isn't going to be like your your usual star wars movie yeah or star disney star wars movie that still shocked me that but it like it kind of you know? showed it too you know what i mean it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was like an off-screen death it was like oh she just died you right. know what i mean <laughs> right yeah yeah so i thought that was that was a decision that they made you know and yeah. <laughs> um but again, it speaks to this era of, you know, in the in the Star Wars universe, this era of it wasn't clean. The stuff wasn't clean then, you know. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of questionable decisions being made, you know. And honestly, that's this is probably more in line of like real world stuff, you know, yeah. how, how things would actually happen, um, and then not all. Not all put in a pretty package with, you know, stormtroopers and, and Jedi and yeah. Sith and you know, very very distinct lines. This is this is where it would land because, you know, if you look at the and and let's talk about real quick how all of the, all the people the Imperials that was an Imperial ship that felt that landed there right or that I would that assume so Kinari, yeah right yeah and I think but how maybe. all of them were like in a yellow green kind of skin tone. I don't know if you noticed that. Hmm. Or maybe my PC wasn't reacting right, but it, you, it didn't the, seem like the the kids on the planet? No, 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 the Imperials that crashed that ended oh. up dying and there was the one Oh, yes. Shot yes, yes. So, yeah, the yeah, ones so that, had, that like, were already they were already dead. Right, they were yeah, already yeah, dead. Yeah. Yeah, but even the guy that was still alive and shot Yeah. the uh the kid and then got blown up by like 100 darts. Um <laughs> um <laughs> Again, that was shocking. I'm telling you, Lord of the Flies. That's what I was thinking about when I saw yeah. that part. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that is of any significance or because um, I, I automatically went to uh, Chiss, so like uh, Thrawn being blue, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now I know they weren't blue, but you know that, that that was just kind of where I was going. That's where my my thought process went. But I just thought it was an interesting like little thing like oh i know what that's about if that's I, at first i thought well they're all dead maybe <laughs> they were uh they were twi'leks without the without the head tails <laughs> right yeah exactly but yeah so i don't know it's a, a little thing that i i saw there yeah um, the last thing i was gonna say on the flashback thing was yeah i i hope with the flashbacks we i think i would prefer to see more of the why are there no adults on this planet storyline like 
you know, before what we've already seen in flashbacks, then I would pref- uh, prefer to see like the after the takeoff with Marva. I I would like right. to, I would like to see that too, but I'm I'm genuinely really curious where the adults are on this planet. Right, um, yeah, and I think I would find that maybe a little more interesting. Cause I, I, I mm-hmm. guess they could go a different direction with it after being rescued by Marva too. Like maybe, you know, they go through some kind of training or I don't know what we'll yeah. see, but right. that, that was because I mean thought I had with the yeah, flashbacks. Because at, at some point Cassian has to learn basic right or English. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be that transition of learning, learning that learning how to get around. Um, but What's interesting is, you know, it seemed like, well, let me ask you this for when you were watching it. Yeah. When the kids in, on Canary were talking, was there any subtitles at all? Okay. This is a, th- I'm glad you said this. Cause I, I was almost forgot that I was going to talk about this. Yeah. I turned the subtitles on for the third episode. Cause I was curious. I was like, cause they weren't showing subtitles when they were, when the okay. children were communicating with one, one another. So mm-hmm. I was curious, like if I turn the subtitles on, what am I going to see? Because I wanted to know what they were saying, you know. Uh, turns out it just says like Canari children kids, talking. Canari language. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, Canari, Canari language. Okay. And uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. And so it's deliberately designed in a way, you know, where it doesn't really matter what they're saying. What matters is they are saying. You know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I, that was basically it. I mean, so yeah, I was curious. So I turned the subtitles on for the third episode. And actually, just a tip as a fan of any show, I think I'm going to watch with subtitles from now on. Uh, so but- I learned that a little while ago is to watch shows with subtitles because yeah. you get like the names of the people. The names are get, huge. Yeah. The biggest thing, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I did that with Game of Thrones. And I went from like not knowing who was who to like two episodes later, I felt like I had a pretty good firm grasp on everyone's name. Yeah. Same thing with with right. uh, Andor, the first three episodes. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I bring that up because I I I really like that decision of of not because you know, like I said, I I was a, from episode one. I started watching it with uh, subtitles on, so mm-hmm. I did know that uh, it was saying like speaking in Canary. So, but yeah, it was really interesting to not be able to fully understand what they were saying but they did such a good job with these kids like acting you kind of didn't really need it you you knew yeah what you basically what they were doing you know mm-hmm. um and i think one thing that we haven't really mentioned is um cassian's sister mm-hmm. um that we've uh kind of only known about just he, i mean that was the reason he was in that club to right. go look for her and obviously, we had seen the last time they were together, really, um, was on Canary. Like, I don't know. It, I don't think we got a year of when. Yeah, it's not really. Canary, yeah. I, I, no... He looks like he's like 12, maybe? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Something I think there's a, there, yeah. there's a reference in Rogue One where he talks about, like, I've been fighting since I was six or something like that. Yeah. But then I, so like I was expecting him maybe to have a scene where he was that young, but I mean, he's definitely older than six. So I I don't really know in terms of years old, but um, yeah. But even if you give it, he's 10 or whatever, 12. Right. There's probably like a 20 year gap or roughly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So, 
I, you know, so that's the last time, potentially, like I said, we don't know for sure, but the last time he had actually been with his sister. Uh, again, assuming you have to assume that's the sister, right? I mean, they wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they wouldn't she's... have. They wouldn't have done. They wouldn't have filmed it like that or cut it together like that if that wasn't the right. sister in Canari, right? But, um, so yeah, I, th- I think that as much as we've talked about Cassian and Bix and uh, everyone else, I think, you know, when we like really forgot when it was the sister. Because that's kind of where we uh, this whole story started. So I'll be interested in seeing how they bring her in, um, who she is, you know, kind of her story too. Because really, you know, it's going to be a completely different. Because somehow she ends up on, on that planet, right? Yeah. So, on what was it called? It was Morlana. I think that's where the. Uh, yeah, I think it's Morlana One, right? Morlana One, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Morlana One. So which, in the Morlana system. Yeah, which means I would assume it's a moon. Right. Uh, or, oh, is that what that the one is? That they're the moon? I think so. I forget the... Uh... But yeah. Like Yavin yeah, 4. So, yeah, Yavin 4, right. Yeah. So we know that she ends up there. But how does she end up going from um, uh, Canari to there? You know, that's right. that's going to be a story in itself, too. So... Um, but there's no obviously right at this point it was all about Cassian getting his story in line and getting him off of uh, of uh, of the planet there of Ferrix. Mm. So it'll be no I I think her story will be compelling in how she got out and how she ended up where she did you know wherever she is now. Yeah. Um, one more question I had for you. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the new droid in this show, B2. I think the full full B2. name is B2 EMO. B2 EMO. Yeah. Emo? B2 Emo? B2 Emo. I, I, I call them I, I call them B2 Needy. Uh. <laughs> there's there's a funny line, like right when you first meet him, I think yeah. I, I guess he requires like extra battery or power right. in order to lie, which I thought was right. really yeah, clever. Yeah. That was pretty good, yeah. yeah. Because I, don't we all? I mean, right? I think that's <laughs> yeah. very it really takes a toll on the on those droids, you know. <laughs> right. No, I think the um, I thought it it definitely brought a so the droids droids have always been you know a staple in any Star Wars show, movie, whatever. Right. So definitely needed a droid. You needed the droid and um. In like Rebels, obviously you have uh, Chopper and yeah. all of the Star Wars movie R two and three uh, uh, PO, but you know, so I I think this was a good addition. Um, I would give him a thumbs up because it it gets a um, it gives. So when we were talking about not being Star Wars, that was very much Star Wars, <laughs> like having right. the droid, having yeah. like that droid assistant kind of you know whatever. So kind of always links back you need you need that have that if you don't have that yeah. then you don't have a star wars provides the comic relief like yeah. yeah right yeah um and then you know like in the in the in the sequels you had a do kind of at the end there mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i thought and i always whenever i think i know what what the droid how the droid will be they always i'm like oh wow i never thought of a droid like to be emotional because i mean that's essentially what that's yeah. what I felt like. It was like it would get sad when whenever Cassian would leave, or it'd be you know what I mean. So it have these feelings, which I don't know 
how you do that, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean, as far as that particular character of uh, of B two, uh, what is a B two emo, right? Yeah, this is the first time where the <laughs> where the naming, the nomenclature of the character is like, okay, that's a little bit silly. <laughs> yeah, right, a little too on the nose. Yeah. I think you, uh, I think you, you got to back it off a little bit there. But no, I think I think that's a good addition. I think um because because it reminds me a lot of k2 so in rogue one where there was a lot of sass coming from k2 right? right there was a lot you know k2 was you know he would talk back and you know he was because he took he, he spoke basic he spoke english so you could tell how funny that you know they you know that beat that uh k2 was yeah so um so you had that this might be um, and slightly like sacrilegious against star wars to say this but i would argue k2 is my favorite droid and i know like that's a lot like going up against r2d2 and c3po yeah yeah. i I think i think he provides more to the story of rogue one obviously Mm -hmm. r2d2 is like the classic and the original and probably the most lovable but i think k2 of any droid arguably maybe the only droid perhaps with the exception of R2 or C3PO, that provides uh, significant changes. Impact. To the st- impact. That's the word I think I'm looking for. Impact mm-hmm. to the story. Right. Right. I, 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 could, I, could, I can get along on long board with that. I mean, you know, just the way K2 kind of ended, just like, well, you know, really like that whole... Like you felt like super sad when he was he died, you know, or when when yeah. K two was destroyed, right? Um, just just the way his voice like was slowly going away, you know, after getting shot by the the stormtroopers. Um, that that like felt like oh my god, this is now I, now if it were R two or three PL, probably the same thing. We never had to deal with those deaths, you know. Um. But yeah, to to have that impact, um, and to be as, and and I think that's that was the best part about K two is that there was, there was no, it wasn't like, I am, you are my droid, so you will do whatever I say. You right. Know? There was questioning. There was there was um, talking back to them. You know yeah. whatever. So I thought that was. And where C three PO is always just like, oh, oh, this is you know, I can't do this because of this, and you know, whatever. And R two again, you know, only you know doesn't he just beeps? You don't know exactly what he's saying, so yeah. there's no tone in what he says. He's got a little but bit of like P2, that sass, but it, like right, it's, yeah. it's not obviously you know we don't understand it as sass because he's as a robot and he's beeping. <laughs> exactly. So I think, uh, but yeah, I could, I could, I could see that K two being one of the best droids in the Star Wars for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know where I I would land um, B two emo at this point. Um, I, I like him. So I, I, far. I mean, I like him. I like him. Um, it's it's always the classic like, oh, Cassian's telling me a message that nobody should be hearing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But everyone's hearing type of thing, and you know, just like, oh no, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think. So yeah, what I was getting at is that you had Cassian, who had these two droids that are essentially have that those types of uh, chain like differences as far as like when you think of other droids. There's they have emotions, they have feelings, they have kind of independent thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, that is different from 
what you would think of like 3PO, for instance. Or I mean, maybe there's a little bit of like 3PO is always like, oh, I'm shocked, you know, or whatever. Like that's that's <laughs> kind of like always the same. I love your C3PO um, impression. <laughs> is, is, I mean, Anthony, Anthony, if you ever need somebody to fill in, I'm I'm right here. Yeah. There you um, go. but I think the uh, so I think uh. Uh, to to have Cassian have those two droids in his lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of mirror each other in a, in a funny way, you know, that they can kind of show those emotions. Not, I haven't seen every single, I don't know every single droid out there, so I'm I'm not one of the uh, completists who know every single model and all that stuff. But um, just what what I've seen on film with Cassian, I I think he's he's had some good droids. He's had some good droids in his life. Yeah. Well, um, if you had to give the show as a whole through the first three mm-hmm. episodes, and you can grade the episodes individually if you want, yeah, but yeah. if you had to assign a letter grade to the first three episodes, maybe uh, to wrap us up, what would that letter grade be? Um, I mean, I'd give it a, I'd give it a B plus. Okay. Only because, uh, you know, like, it's early on... <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I could, I could even be swung to a minus, but basically because you know it's early on. I, I never like to, to, to set that expectation for the rest of the, um, the series based off of it. I mean, I, I know that's the idea of it, yeah. But there, there were some dog episodes of Mandalorian for God's sakes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they were just like filler episodes of that. Yeah. You know. So, and I don't know if, you know, but if we're basing it only on these three, you know, if I don't even think about the series as a whole, um, I mean, I can give it a B plus, A minus, because it's just like, um, it, it has, yeah, I've already been, I'm at the point now with Cassian and a lot of the cast, actually, where I'm invested, you know? Yeah. Uh- I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm invested in their story. Uh, I'm caught up with Cassian. I'm interested in how pretty much every and one of the one of the coolest scenes was when they were all banging on metal you know yeah. metal objects. I thought that was cool throughout as well. throughout the uh, planet there uh, mm-hmm. throughout the that area on Ferrix. Yeah, as a warning um, sign, sort of thing. As a warning sign, and then and the way that Marvel was talking to this those two officers, just kind of talking talking trash to them essentially yeah like, well you don't want to be here when it ends you know <laughs> essentially whatever <laughs> you know so I, I um just like little things like that they there were there was no spot where I, I wasn't interested i guess you know yeah um so i, I i'll give it i'll give it an a minus b plus because um it, it kept me interested the whole time the way they shot a lot of the things were really cool um the way they cut together the flashbacks and flash forwards and all that i i I really enjoyed um and it really made me like oh I'm done with episode 3 you know like if yeah. it doesn't give you that at the end of an episode it's just like uh you know you just like oh is this really you know like uh, there were like I said there were episodes of Mandalorian where I'm like eh, I mean okay yeah I don't know why we had to go through all that you know <laughs> but right um I realized with, with this yeah but I think it's I I but yeah I enjoyed it I thoroughly enjoyed it I I realized what the biggest differences between i think this show and any of the more recent shows we've had like boba fett or uh mando season two or i'm 
trying to think of, of what else we've seen recently, but uh, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Obi Wan, especially Obi Wan is this yeah. way. Um, but I think all maybe Bad Batch doesn't fall as much in what I'm about to say because it's more new. But Clone Wars falls in this category. Mando season two falls in this category. Obi Wan falls in this category. Every time an episode ended, you know, for for any of those shows, you were always kind of felt like, oh man, I hope they don't mess up the next the next episode. Or at least this is how I felt. I was yeah, like, I hope they I don't. I hope they don't mess up the next episode. I hope they don't like do something that ruins the plot or the storyline. Andor is I I have not felt that way after one, two, or three. I find myself feeling, man, I'm excited for the next episode rather than, yeah. oh man, I hope they don't screw up the next episode. Uh, right. And so, and then, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, and I think it goes back to expectations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you have these, you know, mainline characters, Obi Wan. You know, couldn't be any, you know, one of the top four or five of all of Star Wars, you know, having his own series. And especially Ewan McGregor doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? And then Hayden, I mean, you have these huge names attached to it and you expect the world, you know? I mean, and I think that's that was the problem. And I hope they just continue cranking out these TV shows, these long, longer, yeah, either too. limited series or whatever, because and we've said this earlier, is that you have so much more time to draw out a story, you know, understand a character, all of this stuff, uh, rather than throwing three, like two different directors at three movies. And, you know, like, yeah. like it just... Or even something like no Obi-Wan, where there was only six, and, and you really saw how, you know, I, I think be, they thought because it was a character we were familiar with, they did not have to do as much character development with the show. And I think mm -hmm. for that reason, the show really suffered. Um, because it was just like, you know, you were thrown in there and all of a sudden Obi-Wan is not the Obi-Wan you know. You're like, what happened to right, you? Yeah. And they don't right. really get you to that point very well. Um, so back to, back to what you said, I, I am also excited for for more shows like like Andor where we get to actually really dive into and explore the origins and the depths of the characters. Um, and, and I guess to tie all that together to what my letter grade might be, uh, I loved it personally. I before you gave your grade, I was I was on an A minus. I've I, the more I've like thought about it and heard you talk about it, I almost want to go up to an A. I loved it that much. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. But I think the part of me that wants to take it from an A minus to an A is <laughs> this is maybe this is bad, but it's the part that almost wants to like spite the average Star Wars, like the you yeah, know the yeah. average Star Wars fan. It's like it was good. Don't don't hate on Andor. It was good. Right, right, um, right yeah. But at the same time, I totally like can see and respect that opinion. Uh, so from like a vanilla Star Wars fan perspective, I feel like I'm gatekeeping right now. I don't, I don't mean to be, but... Um, <laughs> ben Ben TV at Twitch, everyone, if you need any comments. <laughs> from the vanilla Star Wars fan perspective, I could see how this show would be like a B or a B minus. Personally, I would go almost as high as an A, but I'm very comfortably at an A minus. I think I think part of part of me pulling it even back to a B plus is probably the, for the same reason why you 
pull it away from <laughs> pull away from yeah. me plus you know just because i i know that i'm just like well is this because you know let's be honest star wars has burned us in the past you know sure it's like, i mean boba fett you know, that whole show yeah, but, right yeah the, the it you really wanted things to to pan out but they just don't you know and i understand that you know not everything is going to be a hit you know um but when you have these expectations i mean boba fett oh jesus you know like there have been people that have been waiting decades literally decades yeah. to find out this story you know um and and the, the problem with that is one the expectation is way too high and and two those fans have already made their storylines up you know it's much like in uh and um not um in last jedi where luke ended up <laughs> You know, just like what and how Obi-Wan ended up at the beginning of uh, Obi-Wan series, you know, so um, so it's it's those types of things that will always and also I'm a Cubs fan. <laughs> so so I will. Oh, and uh, I'm a Chicago sports fan. So I will always like downplay whatever I see to be like, well, <laughs> was it really that good? Like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. Like the Bears scored like in the first, you know, one of the first series against the Packers. I'm like, I'm not going to celebrate quite yet, and they <laughs> lose 27 to 10. So I mean, this is this is what this is a very conflicted and uh, hurt. So what you're Chicago saying is Andor right now is doing very well through the first quarter, and we're just <laughs> hoping they can uh, they can finish the game strong. Right. Yes. There, but there are four quarters to a basketball NBA basketball game. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. This you know, so true. but I, but I mean, if if I were to, if it were to end today, for whatever reason, I was very very happy with uh, what I what I saw from Disney from Disney Plus. Yeah, and I I should not, know this. I should know this, and I don't. Are we getting twelve episodes of this show, or how many is it? I, think, I thought I saw twelve. I'm going to guess at least ten. Um. So I think I think it's twelve though. Hmm. Well, maybe while we are investigating that and finding that answer, um, I I'm I'm very excited for what the show has to offer. Looking forward to the coming weeks. Uh, you will be able to catch us uh, reviewing and talking about the new and/or episode uh, every single week here on the Hoth Hangout. YouTube channel and also uh, hopefully in the future you, if you happen to be listening to this in the future hello uh, from the past how is the future first of all uh, second of all no, no spoilers no spoilers yeah <laughs> and third of all uh, hopefully coming to a Spotify or Apple uh, podcast near you so if you're listening to this you know weeks in the future on Spotify or Apple thanks for giving us a listen and uh, yeah, we we love Star Wars, and we appreciate you appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you all for listening and watching, and we really do hope you enjoy everything here. Um, like I said, me and Ben, we just like talking Star Wars stuff, and uh, supposedly other movies and shows. We'll see again <laughs> how things will end up. Um, but yeah, thank you all. Also, can confirm it is twelve episodes, and the finale of the first season premieres on November. 23rd so uh we'll be here each week to cover every new episode any Thanks, uh, any any closing thoughts before we before we sign things off 
I mean, it would be really corny if I just said, like, may the force be with you, right? <laughs> These are not the... This is not the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> Which was a possible name well, for the show. <laughs> working title was the podcast you're looking for, but there's definitely yeah, right. at least one other Star Wars podcast with that name. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> and it, it does not roll off the tongue. Yeah, well. lot, lots of words. Um, yeah, but thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week on the Hoff Hangouts. Take care, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs>